afternoon. Welcome. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. <laughs> this is our 101st episode and yes. it's called Indulgence. What do you think of when you hear the word indulgence? Sometimes you're thinking of it as a positive word. You think about like really good chocolate. Oh, yes. Yes. It's indulgent chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, always think about it's around Christmas time when you get to commercials for the fancy chocolates that you don't normally, mm-hmm. you would normally not buy. Mm-hmm. They must make most of their money selling the expensive chocolate during holiday season. But um, that's one of the things. The other things, um, I don't know, the other thing you think about indulgence is being like um, the historic definition of an indulgence and? was during uh, the Middle Ages. The church at the time was selling um, forgiveness of sin for a price. Oh. You paid for an indulgence. Mm. So based on the sin, they had different prices. And you could just pay your way out of murder or rape or anything. If it was a if it was a sin that was going to send you to hell, you could buy your way out. Wow. Well, so, ugh, that's a terrible thought. That is a terrible it's thought. A, it's an incredibly unbiblical thought. but Yeah. Well, I tell you how we came up with this talking about indulgence is that I read this verse, Matthew 23, 25 Mm -hmm. and Jesus is talking to the scribes and Pharisees. And he Mm -hmm. says, woe to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self indulgence. And that's when I read that, I was like, Oh, I do not want to live a self indulgent life. And I looked it up. Now, indulge the first definition they came mm-hmm. to was allow oneself to enjoy the pleasure of and there's nothing wrong with that we're supposed to enjoy life and be grateful and all that but the one i was looking for is the one that's excessive or unrestrained gratification of one's own appetites desires and or whims mm. and that a self-indulgent life i believe is what our entire world the world thought uh, culturally, 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 yes. Yeah. Culturally, self-indulgence obviously is um, high on the list. Yeah, like you deserve to be self-indulgent. Have a self-indulgent life. I mean, they don't say that, but right. But focus on you. You want it, take it. You, you if you want it, you should have it. If you want it, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Just go down the list. And of course, it's all marketing. Um, but it's it's not just marketing as in sales. It's marketing as in uh, lifestyle. And the unfortunate part about that is that that is so negative. Uh, the results are so negative in your own life. Yeah. Now, self-indulgence can take a lot of different, um, a lot of different paths. Sometimes they're obviously negative. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about someone who has an addiction. Mm-hmm. That's self-indulgence, but it is that's an easy one for people to see. Yes. And what you were talking about in Matthew. Um, was more of a hypocrisy. So there's indulgence in many, many different ways. I liked how he put greed and self-indulgence because I think often they go together. Well, yeah. Now, it might not be greed for money, but it could be greed for, you well, know, just like you said. Well, Ephesians 2, 3 says, Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Mm. Um, by nature we were children of wrath, yeah. which is interesting because it's, it's a lust of the flesh. 
-hmm. Now that doesn't, it can be anything. That doesn't have to be a sexual uh, lusting. It could be, like you said, it can be agreed. It can be money. It can be um, accomplishments. Mm -hmm. People that are willing to do anything to put letters after their name or to say they're better than someone else. Oh, appearance is a big one. Appearance is a huge one. Uh, willing to absolutely destroy God's creation to look a certain way. Look a certain way. Um, and oftentimes the self-indulgence leads to being really nasty to other people. Yeah, yeah. To get what you want or to prove that what you want is more important or, or more special. It's, it's, it's a trap. Well, and it's the thing. It's exactly what Jesus calls us. It's exactly against what Jesus calls us to, a life of denying oneself. And he says, well, if you gain the whole world but lose your soul. So to deny ourselves, to put ourselves aside and live for Jesus instead, that's really where we'll find true contentment, true peace. We'll feel indulgent because we're just filled with his spirit mm. and in amazement and in gratefulness. And it, it's a, a thing that continues to build and build and build. I mean, if you're just <laughs> finding happiness in, in, uh, entertainment or experiences or this is where it, uh, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Of course, I'm not saying there is, we are but... all self-indulgent in one way or another. Mm. It's our natural human nature to be self-indulgent. Mm -hmm. Go back to the original sin mm. that in, its, in and of itself, it was about self self. It's yes. all about self. Um, first Peter two eleven, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Mm -hmm. We are naturally, our natural state of being from when you were a tiny little child and your first full word is mine. Yes. When you want what you want and or, you better scream and cry and throw a tantrum if you're not, that's natural human nature. You don't have to ch teach a child right. to be self-indulgent. And the other that's word natural. is no. Right. When, when their parents they say want something. their way. Yes. And that is, that is a natural human thing. We have to intentionally um, fight that. Mm -hmm. From my um, from my study Bible, uh, it's a English Standard Version study Bible. Some of the notes uh, said um, Jesus calls his followers to self denial, humble service, and suffering, and that is definitely not a self indulgent lifestyle when we choose Jesus's way. No, and and this the. The scary part about self-indulgence is that, yeah, we've got the big, easy ones to see, but so many of them, like the Pharisees there, are sneaky. They're insidious. They're little um, pride. There are yes. things underneath that the rest of the world might not see as being a negative, mm -hmm. but it's the heart that counts, yes. where your heart is. Well, and I think that's if we're not in our words and studying we can start coasting and we can get some kind of pride going. Mm. I mean, we can fall into a sin that, that we're not recognizing. And if we're not, that, that is, this is, I don't know, maybe it's off topic, but it probably is, but it's all related because it's all about Jesus. And so we got this little magazine in the mail. Someone uh, sent them to everybody in Lantry and maybe everywhere. I don't know, but it, it's a end time magazine. So I told our, our friend, I said, I'll, I'll read it. I'll let you know what I think about it. And at first it's, it's good. 
It, it shares a lot of scripture. But if you read, this is why we believers, especially now, as, as things are getting more and more chaotic, we need to know our scripture. Because mm. if I had read that magazine and didn't know the scripture as well as I do, and I'm not saying I know everything, I can always know a lot more, but I have a pretty good basis in it. I could have been led astray by this magazine because the things they said, it made sense because mm-hmm. you can interpret things the way you want to interpret it. And even if, even when listening to us or other podcasts that of biblical teachers or people, you got to know your Bible because anyone can make a mistake or it can come off. Like I can say something and maybe you think I mean something I don't mean, but, uh, you need to get back to scripture. And I think that will also help us not be live a self-indulgent life. I think it will. Too. I think it will also because um, it's easy to be not necessarily led astray, but to be validated astray. Mm, when yeah. I say led astray, it, it would, it would uh, promote the thought that you're innocent in it. Yes. You're not innocent in it right. because we are all self-indulgent. Instead of being innocent, we are, validating our mm-hmm. desires. And that's the Bible will not validate right. untruth. So when I'm um, lies. When yeah. I'm doing research for this, there's a yeah. man named John Bloom that writes for Desiring God. Um, had a really good article about it. And <clears throat> when he's talking about self-indulgence here, he says, uh, what fuels self-indulgence? To fight self-indulgence, we need to know what that what fuels it is a promise we believe. Oh, if you okay. ask yourself what promise you're believing this fueling your your indulgent behavior, you might not be able to articulate it right away. In fact, you might be tempted to think it's not about believing a promise. It's not rational at all. It's an instinct. It's a craving. So mm. it's about just saying no. Well, just saying no is a place in the fight, fight, but it will never get to the heart of indulgence. Mm. And that is the challenge. The challenge for us, how do we change this around? Oh, how, how do we change this self-indulgent lifestyle? Um I I really like how he put it is that it's a promise we believe. Okay. I like I that. I believe I deserve this. Oh yeah. I believe that this is not damaging to me at all. Mm. I believe fill in the blank. Yes. Because it's a promise. You're making this promise to yourself. Um it's not a it's not a necessarily consciously yielding to what we would consider temptation. Mm. It's just eh, one more's not gonna hurt. Mm. A little more won't hurt. Mm-hmm. I can ignore that part of it and still take this part of it. All these sort of things. In the end, it's it's a promise of happiness. Mm. I'll enjoy it if. Oh, yeah. We're promising ourselves a false happiness. And that that's a false promise. Mm-hmm. Because if it's something that is contrary to God, then it is a false promise. Mm. No matter what that promise to yourself is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could do that with absolutely anything. And that's why it's so hard for us to change mm-hmm. is because we just say, well, I can say no. I can fix this. I can change if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that again in people that have these severe challenges like addiction, but it's, it doesn't matter what that addiction is. Mm-hmm. That addiction might be social media. Mm-hmm. Video games. Um, it might be pride. It might be um, food. Uh, recognition. Mm. I have to be. I have to be. Yeah, I have to be people pleasing. 
at the at whatever whatever cost, I have to say yes to everybody who ever asked for something. It might be just because I want to be pajamas. known as being that person. Yes, it could be too many pajamas or the occasional <laughs> dinosaur. <laughs> We're talking about me and um, our local store. Always seems to have new pajamas for a little toddler and our grandson. Yes, our grandson. So he got another pair, and it just flew into my cart. That's what she said. That was her justification for her self-indulgence yesterday. And she justifies it because it's not something for her. So You're that right. it's not okay, self-indulgence. I'm sorry. I'm being... But the self-indulgence is she thinks everything she sees he'd be cute in, so she wants to do that. That is a self-indulgence. And I... she knew that she was pushing the edge a little bit because she came home and said, oh, look what somebody put in my cart when I wasn't looking. She and tried then, to find a way to justify that I, self-indulgence. I suppose, but it was such a ridiculous <laughs> statement that I knew it wasn't justifying me. Yeah. And but, then I didn't have to but buy that. But that's how you do things with me, too, is you say things like that and you give me that little face. Like, don't sorry. be mad at me because yeah, I, I did something okay. I shouldn't have done, but isn't it cute? Okay. I did the same thing today because I and bought of course this it was cute. And, ah, there it is. But, 20-inch dinosaur that I bought today, a T-Rex. That you push a button and it roars at you. It I didn't, but it was sitting right there by the bread. I just wanted bread. Being Papa, I know better. Yeah. I don't, I try. I, I hope so, my daughter listens to this. No, she doesn't. Papa tries and not Bob, to buy noise-making toys. And Baba is going to be better today because now I've admitted to the whole world my problem <clears throat> is I love to buy things for a little grandson and I need to quit. Which is a good thing. But... It can become an obsession. If it's an it, obsession, it then it's can. an indul indulgence, and it it's is. a self-indulgence. Now we found out what there, Jane's there you indulgence go. There's Jane's is. indulgence. Oh, she golly. tries to spoil her grandson. I don't <laughs> try. I absolutely do. Well, you're actually quite good at it. I am. Yes, That's not good. It's a talent. Yeah. Maybe not a good one, but it's a talent. <laughs> yeah, I need to quit. I'm going to quit right now. All right. Well, yeah. I'll Till believe it when I see it because she just said, I'm going to quit. <gasps> you're right. Jesus, ah. help me. Well, I can't, I can't the, help challenge, the challenge is, yeah. um, it's the same as, let's say, someone who is an alcoholic or someone who overeats. Um, I've never been accused of being undernourished. Uh, I like to eat. I like food, whatever. Um, I like And I, I could like change food. some things. Uh, probably, I'm sure every doctor in the world would tell me I need to lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds or something. But if you have someone who's truly addicted... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there are some programs out there that will help with, with, uh, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, all of those things. But there's a, there's a reason so many people fail at that mm. because they're based upon personal willpower. Yes. Uh, food addiction, the same way. There are some, there's some diet program out there that will, some are better than others. Mm-hmm. But it's all based on personal willpower mm -hmm. or maybe asking a friend to be a sponsor and helping, which that's a good start. It's not a problem. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be investing or investigating those things if you have an issue, but you can't do it on your own right? because you still have that promise in your mind. Mm -hmm. That is still a promise. I will fix it myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what I do about my indulgence. I told you, and now I'm accountable to you and our listeners. Sure. Which means she'll do it again next week and I'll roll my eyes. Um, no, I'm not going to. Jesus will help me. I'm not going to because... You don't really want to give that up, so let's let's stop on that, okay? Um, okay, but I know I but have the to. Same, okay. the same marketing uh, that we see all the time mm -hmm. telling us to indulge 
will also tell us we need to buy Jeez. that fifteen hundred dollar oh um exercise bicycle and then we'll get thinner and we'll be oh. better that way. Right. Or we need to join whatever weight they get loss you from group. both sides. Right. And it's a problem because the only way that we can truly get rid of things is we have to replace the I promise with his promise. Mm. That's the only way we can do it. And there's, I, I love this verse out of, uh, let's see if I can find it here again. Second Peter, second <clears throat> Peter two, 18 and 19. We're speaking out arrogant words of vanity. They entice by fleshly desires, by sensuality, those who barely escape from the ones who live in error, promising them freedom while they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by what a man is overcome by this, he is enslaved. Mm. Oh. Whatever is most important is what's enslaving you. Mm. Now, that is an interesting concept in itself because culturally, um, slavery and the, and the word slavery is very negative. Um, but it's not necessarily negative if you are a voluntary slave to something that is right, like Christ. Correct, yes. So if you are a slave to anything, it says, speaking out arrogant words of vanity, they entice by fleshly desires, anything that we want, mm -hmm. uh, by sensuality, making it look good, mm. those who barely escape from the ones who live in error. So... There are people that are really, really bad, and you can say, at least I'm not that bad. Not that bad, yes. I escaped that. That doesn't mean that you are not susceptible to this enslavement in a different way. Yeah. Even if that enslavement is just that that egoism where you come in and say, well, at least I'm not as bad as somebody else. Well, where's that, that story where uh, there's a tax collector and a Pharisee praying? Mm. Find, let's find that. One is... Um, one's praying out loud and yeah have mercy on me i'm a sinner because that kind of completely illustrates sure. this whole thing what you're talking about well and yeah and that's the uh luke 18 luke 18 mm -hmm. you want me to read it luke 18 9 through 14 parable of the tax collector okay oh here it is yep the pharisee and the tax collector Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. That kind of illustrates exactly what you were just saying, that this guy was saying, everything. I do this, I do this, I do this, so mm -hmm. obviously I'm just fine. Well, basically what he was doing was substituting his uh, actions for his heart. Oh, yeah. Yep. Instead of understanding the sin in his life and that God needed or God desired his, his, uh, oh, God desired him to recognize his sin and repent. Mm -hmm. Instead of that, he went through a list of things that 
he could use as a substitute for repenting. Mm-hmm. And, he and did that's, what, yeah. that's, that's a scary thing too. It's a substitute for change. Mm-hmm. We just do other things really well and say, well, at least I'm better. Yes. That's, we do do that. Like, mm-hmm. let's say, and, and that could happen very easily. Well, to anyone, but to a Christian, it, they look good on the outside. I go to church every Sunday. I read my Bible every day. I do this and they do a list just like the Pharisee did. But all the while, they're having a big, huge issue with whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're not addressing the root cause. Yeah, that's, if we that's find one. ourselves justifying ourselves, then we probably do have a problem. That's what Jesus was out. talking yeah. about when he said, you know, you're whitewashed tombs. Yeah. You look good on the outside, but you're full of death and decay on the inside. And that is the biggest challenge for all of us. It's easy to make the outside look good. It is easy. It's harder to do it on the inside. Yeah. And the only way we can do it on the inside is if we turn it all over to Christ. If we're going to indulge in something, we need to be indulgent in him. That's where we need to to find ourselves. So what if we, like, um, a few... Give a few steps on how to live a Jesus indulgent life. It really, even when I say that, we can't indulge Jesus. Everything belongs to him. No, anyway. we're not indulging. But, well, no, wait, we're not indulging Jesus. We're indulging ourselves mm, in Jesus. There's mm, a difference. Yes, you're right. Okay, so mm-hmm. what if we want we're to have not, a Jesus centered life? Jesus doesn't want us to, to, uh, Put it into, we're indulging Jesus. No. Look at how much I'm spoiling Jesus by spending time with him. Well, true. I guess when <laughs> I said that, Jesus though, pajamas. I, th- <laughs> I thought, I thought of the, <clears throat> the woman who, who, um, poured the, the perfume on his head mm-hmm. and how the Pharisee or the disciples were so angry about that because they said, what a waste. And Jesus said, she did what she could. And whenever the gospels preached, the story will be told. And so that, I guess that's what I was thinking of that, mm. that we give all to Jesus. We do what we can. And so let's say someone's listening to this and they want to get centered on Jesus. They believe in him, but maybe they've gotten sidetracked or distracted in life, which is so easy to do. They want to get right back with Jesus and, and live that Jesus centered life rather than a self-indulgent life. What would be the things you tell them? I think the first thing you have to do is if you associate your mind, your heart, and your time with what you should be focused on. Mm. Look at your life and look at where you are right now and where do you spend your time? Mm. Where do you spend the majority of your thought process? Mm. Um, That is what you place is the most important. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that <clears throat> if you go to work and you work an eight hour day or a nine hour day or a 10 hour day or whatever, that you shouldn't focus on the work you're doing. Of course you should, but why are you focusing on that work? Mm. Um, and how do you, how do you conduct yourself while you are at work? Um, the more time you spend focused on the word and focused on Christ, in no matter what the circumstance is, the better you're going to be. Mm. The easier it is, the easier it is to to surrender yourself and bow to Him by focusing on. Him. And there's all sorts of different ways of doing that. You know, people have um, the the Christian trends have gone all over the place. Oh. Posters and 
WWJD wristbands. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Nothing wrong with that. They're trends. They come and they go. But what would Jesus do? Putting it out in front of you where you can see mm -hmm. it all the time. Problem, of course, is putting it on a wristband is eventually even more what's on your wristband. Yeah, um, that means just that's what eventually we Eventually, get, we get numb to it. But it's that constant uh, regeneration mm. of our energy, our mind, and our spirit going back to God again. That's the, that's the wonderful thing about... Uh, talking to him right in the morning and praying or reading right away it your it mind sets doesn't the tone for the yeah, day yeah and it your mind doesn't get a chance to wander or right. if it does it doesn't wander very far but here's this verse i think this is like one of my favorite verses 1 Corinthians 10:31 so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of god and so whatever your job is whatever anything you do you can do it for jesus and that means having the right attitude, talking to him while you're there or in your head or, you know, however, just include him. Say, hey, I mean, you can even, might feel funny if you've never done it before, but you can say, hey, Jesus, thank you. Thanks for being here. Let's bake pie to get pies together. Mm. I've been eating baking pie crust today. Yes. For our farmer's market. <clears throat> yes. And Monday I go to the doctor for my annual checkup. So you tell me not to make sure make sure you don't eat any pie. No, it's not going to make that big a difference. It's too late. <laughs> it's Thursday before the doctor. I can't I can't make everybody happy by Monday. There's no way. So just eat a pie. Yeah, and blame it on you when I get there. You she, can. We have the same practitioner, so I'll say, but yeah, but Jane's making pies now weekly. So uh, she does it for our farmers market. It's an awesome thing, but boy, we don't normally have that kind of sweets in the house. Wow. It is what it is. But I agree with you. I think a lot of it um, is about the eyes and the heart and the mind and where we start off every day. Mm. And that's the thing. Jesus says to deny, to deny ourselves daily. Yeah, you got to do it daily. It's a daily thing. You know, that uh, when we talk about the Lord's Prayer, it says, give us, our, give us this day our daily bread. Okay, that's a... That's a uh, Obviously, a reference to tomorrow, come back and ask again. Mm -hmm. But in uh, Luke 9, 23 to 25, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever mm -hmm. loses his life for my sake will save it. Yes. But what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? So what we're supposed to do is take our burden, our problems, our challenges, our self-indulgence, and lay it at the foot of the cross, and then pick up the cross to take its place. Mm -hmm. That's the challenge. Mm -hmm. That's the hard thing. You can say no. Just say no. That famous Nancy Reagan quote. Mm -hmm. She thought that was the, 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 solution, the solution to all, all the drug problems in the world. Just say no. Um, if it's not a problem for you, saying just say no is easy. Yeah. But if it is a problem for you, just saying no is doesn't work. Yeah. And that's what, you know, we've learned over time with that situation. But it also works with everything else in life. And if we try and fix it ourselves, you can sin all day, ask for repentance at night, wake up in the morning saying, I won't do that again. And then do it all day Do over. it all day long, repent at night. And as that happens, you're going to be dealing with the guilt and the shame of that defeat. Mm -hmm. That you have been defeated by 
fill in the blank. Yeah. And as you are defeated by that and carry that around too, that's not what Christ intended either. No. He didn't He didn't intend for us to live a life of guilt and shame. No, no, no. So no. instead of laying it down and saying, I won't, lay it down and pick up and say, this is what I will. Mm. So if you want to find someone who has truly beat addiction, they did not deny themselves by just saying no. What they did is they replaced it. Mm. You have to replace that promise that caused the self-indulgence with something else. And filling it with Christ is the one guaranteed way that you will be refocused and you will focus on the, on the good and not the bad. Mm. And to do that, you have to let go of something else, but fill the void. Mm. If you don't fill the void, you're going to go back to trying to do what you did before. Yeah. And that's that one. If you, if you want something to change, wait, you got to, if you do the same thing you did yesterday, you're going to get the same results. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. Okay. There There you go. You knew what I meant. I knew exactly what you meant. And I am going to, I am asking Jesus and I'm going to remember no more pajamas until he gets bigger. At least for a while. Let him grow out of them at least. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Kid could spend all day running around in pajamas and my daughter wouldn't have to wash all week long and she still have extra ones in the drawer right now. Yes. Dollar store pajamas. Oh. <laughs> but this, this thing about pick up your cross and follow me is not picking up your sin and following it. No. Don't don't take that. It's my cross to bear is what people say. And I think that is that is usually way off of base yeah. because they think that I have to do it myself. I have to fix it. It's my cross to bear. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, dump that junk and pick up what I want you to pick up. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. And Don't take your me. own yoke upon yeah. you. Lay that down. That's Matthew 11. By and way. that's what he says when, when he says that. He says, my yoke is light. Because we can let go of all the weight of the mm-hmm. guilt and the shame and the disgust, self-disgust that we have. Self-indulgence leads to self-disgust yeah, mostly. Does. We can leave that stuff behind if we fill that void with God mm-hmm. and God's message and God's word and God's love. When we do that, we can truly push ourselves past this self-indulgence. Mm-hmm. If we don't, it's like the Bible says, the, one of the grossest verses in the Bible, like a dog returning to its own vomit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew Gross. that one make that Ew. face on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew oh. I'd get that that cringe out of it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And, oh, Jesus, help us. We we want to do this weekly, but life gets, we let life take over. So. And if you are struggling with an addiction, if you're struggling with a challenge right now in your life, if there's something in your life that is overwhelming you and you know it's wrong and you don't want to do it and you know that it's it's not beneficial for you or for anyone else and you don't want to do it and you continue to do it, get help. Yeah. There's Find someone help. that you can go speak to that can help you and do whatever you need to do. Don't be too proud to get, to get yourself help. past it because yeah. there's nothing beneficial going to come out of surrendering everything you have to an addiction that is taking you in the wrong direction. That was a good ending. Yeah. Well, God bless. And, and, uh, if you have any suggestions or want us to talk about anything, please let us know. Yeah. We'd love to talk about it. Okay. Bye.